Welcome to the Agent Bridge Podcast. We're your hosts, Brandon Baca. And I'm R.L. Hessen. The Agent Bridge is the proven path to real estate success without the burnout. All right, episode three. Here we go. And we haven't really decided on the title. Something like, uh, should I get a real estate coach? When do I get a real estate coach? Something optimized for, you know, SEO. Yeah. We're kind of playing with that a little bit, but we do want to talk about coaching and, and, you know, is it an essential as a new realtor? Should you get real estate coaching, all that stuff? So, um, I I would like to, before we get into that, RL, what's your experience been? You, you probably have, and I already know this, you have been coached and you've been a coach. So can you tell me about your experiences with coaching, just generally speaking? Yeah. Um, I've been a professional development coach. I've been an executive coach. I've been uh, a coach for cyclists. I was a cyclist coach for quite quite a while. Um, I've got a cycling background. Um, And then I've been coached. I've had a mentor that kind of led me through the healthcare leadership um, trajectory. And he's he's been a longtime mentor. I still reach out to him from time to time, um, personally and professionally. And then, um, you know, I've had you know, kind of business coaches. Um, and you know, I've, I've leveraged real estate coaching firms as well, just to, to kind of see what other people are doing. You and I've been to some conferences to try to get a better understanding of what people in other markets are doing. And I think you can, you can always learn no matter how far you are along in your career, no matter how much you think, you know, there's somebody mm-hmm. out there that knows something maybe even just different than you, not yeah. necessarily more or I, less. I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, I've had, um, so more psychology oriented coaches around, um, um, you know, personality types. I've had, uh, real estate coaches where, you know, I'm trying to get to a particular place in, in real estate and need some coaching from someone who's been there. Um, I've had fitness coaches all, I mean, all across the spectrum. So, so what would you say in terms of people in a professional, like moving to professional, um, setting or, or, or becoming professional for the first time, how essential is coaching to your success? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, to me, it's critical. Not only are you learning from their past experiences to hopefully pave a, a more efficient path, but um, there's there's so many other factors. So there's an accountability factor. Yeah. Like, is, if that's something you need, um, I I personally don't typically need the accountability piece as much. But um, there are times where you know life gets in the way and you and you think you you're too busy, and, and an accountability partner helps, but um, I would say it's it's ultra critical to help you um, kind of weed through the noise and get mm-hmm. somewhere faster than you you could have otherwise by yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think, and I'm not like you. I do need the accountability. I perform best when I've got someone to be accountable for, and also when I m- might have a, um, you know, a stick versus carrot approach sometimes. So there was a period of time where I was struggling and getting to the gym with a trainer, and I said, "Listen." I want to make an agreement with you that if I don't show up, that the training session cost me double. And so I knew that that it, there needed to be that a little bit of accountability or the stick versus carrot where, Hey, I need a little bit of negative reinforcement to make sure that I show up. Yeah. But generally speaking, I agree. I think coaching or, or having a coach helps you step outside of yourself and see the bigger picture. And that can be really challenging, especially as you're entering into a new career, or maybe you're at a, a point in your career where you're frustrated or you need help or, or things aren't working quite like you 
anticipated, um, you need somebody who is not in it to tell you what's going on, right? To ask the probing questions and then also have a path for you. I think the best coaches do this. They ask you questions that lead you to self-discovery. I, I, I couldn't agree more. In Origins, the first episode that we yeah. did together, we talked about goal setting and we talked about reach goals. Yeah. That was what I always need help with. So I, the accountability, like I would wake up at 4 a.m. and ride my bike every day, no problem. Like right. that was easy for me. It was, it was not having the self-discovery to know what I was capable of mm-hmm. um, so that I would actually push myself harder than I thought I could to get to where I needed to be or wanted to be. Um, based on something that really came from from a coach that they had to really determine, hey, the numbers say, and this is back to cycling, but the numbers say that you're capable of this. I didn't think I was, but you know, someone to to do that analysis for me outside of me, right. um, and then kind of push me to get there. I find that as a coach, I find most scenarios people are far more capable than they think they are. Yeah, almost universally true. Yeah, and so it's almost like you need someone to identify for you. Well, first of all, self-evaluation is extremely difficult. Very. I mean, you're in your head all the time. You, you know all the junk that's floating around in there, and it's very hard for you to see in yourself, hey, I'm capable of so much more because you see yourself. You're self-critical. Most people, I feel like, are like, I, you know, that didn't work for me. I'm not good at that. And the reality of it is if you have someone that has insight and asks the right questions, they discover very quickly that you're capable of so much more and and the steps that you can take to get there and help you discover that for yourself. Yeah. And even leadership coaching, I find this is true as well. Like you, you don't realize the influence you have over other people. And sometimes a coach can help lay that out for you, like to help you really understand how much influence you do have so that you can leverage those powers to help people get to where they need to be to be a better coach. I find that. Yeah where people go, Hey, this is what you're good at. Yeah. Right. So use that particular skill set more to develop that greater level of influence or greater level of success. So, yeah, I just find it, it's interesting. I, I think if you're getting into, I don't care what you're doing, having a coach is to me an essential in creating progress, um, beyond yourself. Yeah. And a good coach is going to figure out what does Brandon need? What does RL need um, from me right now to get to where they want to be? And mm-hmm. they're going to figure out the best ways to push you to get there. And these are all things that you just described that you can't do yourself. You are you, you're not as a, a good at doing yourself as someone else is evaluating you. Although I, I will tell you one of the frustrating points in um, getting coaching is sometimes I just want the coach to tell me what to do. Right. Just like, like, would you just tell me what's wrong so I can sort of like move on? Cause I, sometimes I'm like not in the mood for self-discovery <laughs> or for that coach yeah. to ask me, even though I know it's good for me. It's like, I'm just, just tell me what I need to do. That's pro- that's probably how all the agents feel that when they come to us and they bring us problems, not solutions. And we're like, bring me solutions, not problems. That's probably how <laughs> they feel. Just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. Yeah. Uh, so that's um, very interesting. I've never thought about it that way. Well, but the reality though is like once you had, Adopt that process of asking questions. This is what I find is when your coach asks questions of you, when you start to run into emotional barriers, you start asking questions of yourself. So what they're essentially doing is developing a habit of self-discovery for you as the individual to ask yourself the questions like, why am I feeling this way? 
what is the roadblock, identifying the roadblock. So they're basically giving you the skill set to be able to solve problems at a higher level. That's right. And normally, I mean, I don't know if you feel like this is true, but normally if you sit down with a coach or an accountability partner or whomever, uh, and you start to ask these questions of them and yeah. start to think about the process holistically, usually you kind of arrive at the answer before they've even given you a chance to to finish. But just because right. you've really just thought the problem through, you've sat down, you've explained it to someone else, and you're like, oh, I think I actually know what to do now. Right. Yeah. So how do you choose your coach? And and um, this is something we kind of talked about a little bit before, you know, uh, this podcast in terms of like, how do you select a coach? But what's your process for selecting someone? Yeah. Um, great question. I think it depends on what I need at the time. Um, so we, we talked about this a little bit. Um, we seem to have somewhat similar philosophies here, but I think, um, you know, you described you needed accountability. That's not something I typically need. So I'm not looking for a coach that's an accountability partner. I'm looking for a coach that has a skill set that I don't have or an underdeveloped skill set of mine that I want to improve on and specifically lean in on that. And I always like to, to have a coach that um, really understands me as a person, really knows me as a person, and knows where my strengths and weaknesses are so mm-hmm. that they can really hone in on very specifics of what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, for you guys that don't know, RL is one of those like freaks of nature that that is super highly disciplined. And, um, you know, if he says, hey, like this is the process for doing this, he just carries it out. He doesn't have these emotional barriers. I find for myself, I'm, I'm can be kind of a, a roller coaster emotionally and can do things on feel. Um, so each of them, you know, have their benefits and our strengths and weaknesses. But, um, but for me, yeah, the accountability is an essential. Um, and, and th- that's the other thing in terms of me selecting a coach as well. Th- that's something that's very similar is I want somebody to kind of dig in and get to know me a little bit, um, to make a, a human connection. Um, and, and discover, you know, what I'm good at and what I'm maybe not good at and then help me move to the next level. But, um, and stylistically too, I mean, I, it sounds like you might want a coach that's going to do like weekly or daily or, or somewhat frequent check-ins. Yeah. Whereas I'm okay if I had a coach and they, you know, send me an email once a month, say, here's kind of what I think we need to work on. And then just check back in with me a month later. Like I, I can do the process and planning piece on my own and mm-hmm. I can be disciplined, but I might need certain direction. So that that's where I think we differ. And that's yeah. where we'd be looking for two different types of coaches. Yeah. Uh, one coach wouldn't, you know, quote unquote, fit all for us. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's, it, you need to ask yourself the question, like, what am I trying to accomplish in this particular phase of my life? Um, and this is something, you know, I had, we did a webinar earlier today and we were talking about, um, you know, moving, making adjustments in your life, accomplishing stuff. And, and, you know, it's interesting, you know, when you're on this sort of journey to accomplishment, um, I kind of lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? You tell me. <laughs> I can fill in while maybe you're thinking about it. So yeah, it may, it'll come back to me, but go ahead. What were you going to talk? Well, I was just going to say, um, you know, one thing I, I'm going to give a little bit of a plug to 10 Oaks here okay. because one thing that we have that I feel like no other brokerage has, or at least not one that I've been exposed to has, is that you don't necessarily have to find a coach that's outside of your organization. In a lot of cases, you're joining a brokerage and, uh, you know, they, 
you basically need another real estate coach because your broker's just there to maybe solve yeah. super complex problems, but not really there to mentor you or, or mm -hmm. push you along or, or grow your business. Whereas I feel like we ha we are a coach. We always say this. You always say this. We are a coaching and training company inside of a brokerage, and right. that's our number one goal is to be that coaching and training company. So people don't really have to look outside. So I will just throw that plug out there for Ten Oaks is like. Um, I know most of the people that listen are 10 Oaks, but we have people obviously outside of our brokers that listen as well. Just find a brokerage that's going to mentor you and, and be a good coach so that you can start to learn to grow your business early on in your real estate career. Yeah, I completely agree. You just need that outsider objectivity, right? You need somebody to go, all right, help me identify what I'm good at, um, what I might struggle with. Help me identify a game plan. And really good coaches, you know, they will help you use your strengths, right? Here's the other thing that might be a sort of like a misnomer in the real estate industry is that you have to have a certain personality type to succeed. Not true. Um, Definitely not true. You can, I mean, I've seen all across the spectrum, people who are highly analytical, people who are highly social and everything in between um, because there's not one type of person out there that you're selling to. Some people are going to more naturally connect to um, uh, certain types of people, right? And so, yeah, your personality is not an indicator of whether you're going to whether or not you're going to be yep. successful. And a good real estate coach is going to meet you where you are, right? right? They're going to have that life experience to understand most situations that you find yourself in. They're going to meet you where you are and then take you to where you want to be. So that a lot of a lot of finding a coach is is that it's it's finding someone who can meet you where you are in your career path, and then take you to whatever that is, that next space that you want to be in. Right. So, yeah, I would say in selecting a real estate coach that you typically want to have a connection, although I can see somebody who says, well, I want their sort of past record of performance before I, you know, make that decision. I don't know that there's a right way or a wrong way, but there needs to be some way that you connect with them and feel feel that they are the path to your there has Success. to be a level of trust or else it's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, if you if you don't trust that this person can teach you anything, first of all, you probably need to check your <laughs> your <laughs> mental game here. But, uh, you know, yeah. that you can learn something from anyone, but you need to trust the fact that they're taking you where you want to be. Yeah. I, by the way, and, and let me kind of divert a little bit and talk about something that you just casually talked about, which is the, this sort of concept is the subordination of the ego and being coachable, which I find is the highest indicator of success in people is that they will, they can be taught and that they can listen and take instructions and, and sort of like have that sense of humility. Like, look, I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, you don't know everything, right? You, there's no way you could. And, um, you don't need to prove anything to, a real estate coach or, to, or really to anybody. So, um, I, I say like subordinate your ego, be humble, be coachable. And I think being coachable is your fastest path to success. And I've seen with real estate agents, you know, and I've met with people who are, um, you know, owners of businesses and are like, hey, I'm not like really looking for a coach right now, or I'm, I don't, yeah, I don't need coaching. And I go, you're in the, you have the absolute wrong mindset. Everybody in my mind needs coaching. It's in some area of their life. Yeah. I mean, you can learn something from anybody on this planet, even if it's what not to do in a certain situation. Yeah. You, I mean, 
you and I have a similar thought process. We just have this like thirst for knowledge, um, you know, good or bad. Like even if we read a book and we're like, I don't really agree with a lot of that, but I learned a lot Like, Mm -hmm. because you're walking away. You're constantly wanting to know more and more about certain certain situations or certain topics uh, or whatever it is. But you have you're right. You have to let that guard down and be coachable and understand Mm -hmm. that you don't know everything and you can't know everything. Right. And there are people out there that know loads more about you, uh, uh, more than you, and um, just be willing to to understand that. Yeah, every interaction is an opportunity, right? To your point, Ariel, where it's like, it's like I'm learning what to do or I'm learning what not to do. But both of those are lessons and, and can be, sometimes the learning what not to do is the more powerful lesson. Yeah. Okay, so how do we ensure the inf- effectiveness of coaching? And and this is where I see a lot of people tap out is with the accountability or with this sort of um, instruction where they might run into a roadblock emotionally and don't know how to move forward. Um, so how do you ensure the effectiveness? And, and one of the things is like, make a commitment and some coaches will have you sign something that says, Hey, I'm committing to this program, um, which I think can be effective, but really I think it's about mindset. And again, that humility, it's like, okay, look, I, I need to commit to this program because I really need this. And, and the other thing that I would tell you is you're probably going to fall off the wagon at some point. You're probably going to hit a place where you go, okay, I'm at the ceiling Emotionally, I'm at the ceiling. Uh, um, physically, I, I, I'm exhausted. Whatever the case may be, you're probably going to get hit a ceiling. And I, you know, I think I remember you telling me about you know at coaching cyclists where you would have, you know, they would they would kind of get in this emotional state, and it was really hard to move them past that. Yeah, it became therapy sessions in in some cases. Um, but you know, I to use a fitness example, it doesn't even have to be cycling, but. You know, if a coach came to you and said, hey, I want you to do these three workouts this week and then we're going to reevaluate next week and you just go off and you don't do any of the workouts, right. the coach is going to drop you. I mean, they're right. they're they're not there just to take your money, give you workouts to see no results and then move on. I mean, right. they, they want to work with people who want to be coached. Right. So to ensure the effectiveness, I mean, bottom line, like you just mm-hmm. said, you have to commit and you have to do your part. If you don't, then, you know, you're wasting the coach's time and you're wasting your time. Right. Well, I, I think my mindset, and I'm not saying I always perform to this level, but I, I think my mindset going into coaching is just like, I, I want to be an A student. Like I want to do my homework, right? I want to be interactive. I want to, you know, uh, be a good communicator, um, you know, basically sit in the front row of the class, if you will, in terms of interacting with that coach. Um but yeah, a, a good coach will also, they're, they're probably going to test your limits a little bit to see where you are emotionally. And, and um, I, I would just say, number one, make a commitment that like, hey, even if I fall off the wagon here, I'm going to get right back on. Um, even if I get knocked down, I'm going to get back up. And the, the, the sort of uh, analogy that I can think of is you remember those like, clown those like punching bag clowns that we had as kid and they you'd knock them down to the ground they'd pop right back up yeah i think that needs to be your mindset in coaching is like you're going to hit breaking points and you're going to get knocked down just like pop right back up and get back on it and move on that's where finding a coach that really gets to know you a little bit and understands you and your personality Mm -hmm. 
helps because they're going to identify that probably right before it happens. Maybe maybe you hit a breaking point and they didn't notice it coming along, but they're probably going to notice it right before it happens. Or if they notice it when it does occur, they're going to know exactly which buttons to press to get you back where they want you to be to continue mm-hmm. on the path. It's it's just part of the holistic process in, in being coached and being a coach. Right. The other thing that might be a little more practical is like, you're typically going to leave a coaching session with objectives or tasks or something. And, um, because we all get busy, right. You might forget about them or you might, um, pick them up later in the week and then you've made it impossible for yourself to accomplish the things from your last coaching session. So I find just a very practical thing to do is if you have a coaching session to schedule 30 minutes the next day to review your objectives from the week and then plan out what days you're going to get those done. Yeah, that goes back to our time management podcast. But yeah. yes, I mean, having a planner, writing it all down, whether you use full focus or whatever, um, and then keeping yourself accountable throughout the week as you're working towards them, um, super critical. Nothing's more frustrating for a coach than knowing that that person's capable, giving them the path to success, and then watching that never unfold because they didn't commit or or didn't know what they were supposed to be doing or take notes or whatever. Right. So what, here's another question. What should coaching cost, right? Like how much money should I spend on coaching? And the reality of it is that I I think it depends on what you're trying to accomplish and where you are in the spectrum of, of um, your career. But, you know, you can pay 250 bucks a month for coaching, or you can pay 2,500 bucks a month, a month for coaching, or you can pay 25,000. I mean, there's a whole, Spectrum. So I, I think, you know, initially if, if now one of the things for us again, and I don't mean this to be a commercial for our real estate company, but the coaching is built into the program. It's built into the commission splits and it's results oriented. So you're not paying a monthly fee for the coaching. It sort of is built into how we do things um, for us as a real estate company. But, you know, I think a good starting place is going to be somewhere between 500 and a thousand dollars a month right? If you're getting started as a real estate agent and and I would encourage you uh, to invest in that. Yeah. I mean, I think it could even be more profitable for you than lead sources that you Mm -hmm. might be paying that or more for. Right. Um, Because they're going to give you that path uh, to generate that business, even from your own sphere. Right. Um, A good coach will. Right. And as you move along in your professional career as a real estate agent and as a, you know, let's say you start to build a real estate team, you're probably looking at $2,000 to $3,000 a month for that type of information and the quality of coach that you need to move you to the next level. Yeah. The more experience you get, the more specialized your coaching has to be. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for very specific people. And those specific people are typically have you know large numbers of people that they're coaching for their very specific thing, so they're right. they're more expensive. So right. the you know the further you get in your career, the more expensive typically the coaching gets. Yeah, the other sort of benefit of coaching that um, I mean is huge is you're typically going to get grouped into some sort of mastermind and in, in coaching, so that you know I think good coaches do this is they're going to put you in rooms with people who are very similar stage. Of, of growth where you guys can learn from each other in that self-discovery process, or I see what this guy's doing over here. I should probably do that because, you know, a, a coach is still a human being. They're going to want to, but the, so they don't know 
everything possible, right? And in whatever field they're in. And also when you're at the top of your game in your field, things are changing a lot, like in real estate, like what's going on with the market right now, right? What are you seeing here or there, whatever. So there's a sort of active um, education that's going on and that's going to happen in mastermind sessions. So you can kind of be on the cutting edge of whatever um, industry that you're in. Um, but yeah, I, I, the other benefit though, is the networking element. Yeah. I mean, as you, as you become a coach and as you are a coach, you get further and further away from the daily, uh, tasks that a real estate agent would do. And so there's a lot that does change. And so bringing into the fold, a lot of people that are going through the same things that you're going through at that moment, um, and, and kind of listening as the coach to be able to pitch in and help where, where your experiences would allow, um, I, to me is invaluable. A lot of my largest business opportunities have come from being in a coaching mastermind setting where I've met people that, um, Hey, you need to talk to this person or you need to talk to that person. Or it may be the actual individual that I'm in the room with that we make some sort of connection that leads me to a new level of my business. So being around people who uh, you want to be like and who are sort of simultaneously growing is a huge benefit. Yeah, I find. I mean, the last uh, coaching conference we went to, sitting around the fire, I mean, we were with other brokers doing probably in the same general space that we were in. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you they walked away from those conversations doing a little bit of what 10X was doing, and we walked away from those conversations doing a little bit from what they were doing. Like everybody's sharing ideas. You don't have all the answers. Somebody else has got a good spin on it that you might be able to incorporate into your world, and that's how you learn. Yeah, and I think generally maybe the sort of overwhelming theme of this is, you know, again, being coachable and, and surrounding yourself with people who are growing, um, being in general space where, um, people have the mindset of growth, education, achievement, and, you know, the coach as the sort of leader of that. Yeah. I mean, how much would you walk away from if you're sitting at that same around that same fire and you're like, I know it all. My brokerage is perfect. <laughs> like you're you're not gonna yeah. walk away from many yeah. great ideas. Like you're just not you're not listening. You're not really hearing what they're doing to try to figure out how you incorporate something like that into your into your brokerage. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we'll um go ahead and wrap up just to kind of recap, you know, listen, you need to get a coach, right, to be successful. Uh, at, at some point I would encourage you sooner rather than later to get a coach, um, and to commit to whatever the coaching program is again, you know, to RL's point, you're going to learn from your coach. Even if you have uh, a coach that you may not, you know, let's say you do six sessions with him. You're like, I'm not crazy about this coach. You actually learned something from that interaction. You go, okay, well, what kind of coach do I need? So I I find that over the course of your career, you're going to have, many coaches for different areas of your life. And, um, but, but I would encourage you to make the commitment in whatever program you're in. Do you have any final words? No, I think that's, that's right. I think, um, committing to the coaching program, being coachable, you know, we said that over and over during this podcast, I think it's crucial. Um, and then identifying the right coach for the right situation that you're in. Um, and, and just learning how to, to really find the person uh, that's going to lead you where you want to be for whatever specific thing that you want to work on. Uh, all that stuff's critical. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Well, for, for all you listeners out there, I'm so grateful that you guys take some time to spend with us and 
hopefully this has been beneficial for you. Yeah, we tried to make this one a sub 30 minutes. Uh, our last one, I think, went 47. Yeah. So we're this one's a little more consumable, I think, for a shorter drive. So yeah, hopefully absolutely. that helped. All right, guys, have a good one. All right.